Want to learn how to leverage your marketing to get clients on repeat? Charge a fee that leaves you with money in your pocket even after you've finished paying your bills? And finally, stop working with the clients that you've long outgrown? Liberated Business is a transformational program that combines group and one-on-one work so you get the best results possible. This differs from every other program out there because it helps you make money while supporting your joy and liberation throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Liberated Business starts this June and runs through November, and enrollment is open now. Visit thebadtherapist.coach liberatedbusiness to get all of the details and sign up. DM me on Instagram at thebadtherapist with any questions or to learn more. I cannot wait to get started with you. There is such a calling about being a business owner, and it's such a disruptive thing to do if you run a business, especially in a broken system like the mental health system. If you can figure out a way to do that, that takes care of you, takes care of your family, takes care of your future, takes care of your impact community, these, you know, your clients that you have, it is, it is such a, an honor to like be adjacent to that and like support therapists in that. But yeah, I think if anyone has the calling, I don't think it goes away, you know? So if anyone's listening, the calling's there and it's not going to go away. Hey there, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show, the podcast for current and aspiring private practice therapists who want to earn more money, work less, and have a way bigger impact. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist former goody-goody therapist turned six-figure private practice owner and therapist business coach. I'm here to help you learn everything you need to know about private practice and expanding beyond the one-to-one model so you can earn more money and increase your impact as a therapist without burning out or hustling. Using my proven liberated business method, therapists at all stages of business have been able to grow their income while becoming even better therapists. And I'm on a mission to help you do the same. It's time for you to get your time back and enjoy being a therapist again. You ready? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist. Today, we're continuing our CEO series, and we're going to take a little bit of a detour away from therapy businesses to talk to somebody who runs a totally different kind of business but who I think exemplifies exactly what it means to be a CEO and handle CEO-level shit. This is my friend, my colleague, my coaching client, and also the person who handles a lot of the marketing in my business, especially when it comes to SEO. You may already know her. I'm talking about my girl, Christy Plantinga of Therapy SEO. I absolutely love this woman, and we had such a great time talking about her, her business, and what it really means to step into the CEO-level role in your business. In this episode, Christy is really honest about the things that got in the way of seeing herself as a CEO and what she did to shift that. You're probably a therapist or coach listening to this, but I think we have so much to learn from business owners in other industries. As therapists, it's super easy to get stuck in our own little bubbles, but we can gain valuable insights by seeing how business owners and other industries approach and solve problems, usually in ways that we would never even consider. Let's hear from Christy now. Welcome everyone. Today I am talking to (laughs) Christy Plantinga. Christy, could you introduce yourself? Yes, I would love to. I'm so happy to be here. I've been saying forever that you should make a podcast. So super excited to see it all come together and of course be a guest for the first season. But yeah, my name is Christy Plantinga. Uh, I am the founder of Therapy SEO. We are a marketing agency and we work with therapists and coaches. Our specialty is in SEO, but we also offer email marketing services, blogging services, we're starting website design soon. And probably by the time this airs, I would imagine that might even be available. Yeah, I think so. That's the goal. That's the, you know, it's December now. And yeah, so stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. I am very excited about it. I think there is such a need in the website, website space for therapists, just because there's a lot of misinformation out there. 
And, you know, just having people who know exactly what to do saves you some time, um, just gets you a good look. And obviously working with someone who has an SEO background is very beneficial because I cannot tell you how many people come to me with websites and just like the craziest things will be wrong with them. Like, oh my God, if you talk to someone in SEO, this never would have happened. Because they like Googled SEO and then they were like, I'm going to do this thing. And then you see it and you're like, oh no, that's like not what that meant. Or that's not, not at all. how you do that. Not at all. And honestly, like, and we'll, we're going to talk about SEO another time, but long story short, a lot of the SEO advice I hear for therapists circa like 2012, like it's not relevant anymore. And I know that doesn't seem that old, but things move fast. In internet <laughs> terms, yeah. that is, that's actually really old. That's like over a decade. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is, it's so funny to like give that introduction and then be like, and we're not talking about, and really we are not talking about that SEO. Today. That's a little tease for everybody. That's a teaser for the next time Christy is a guest, which may even be like within the first few months of this yeah. being out in the world, probably. I would love it. Um, but one of the really cool things about our relationship for folks who are listening is Christy is one of my one-on-one clients, she is the only one-on-one client that I have who is not a therapist, who is also like not, you You do some coaching and you do some consulting, but that's certainly not like your primary work that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're genuinely friends and yes. you also do work in my business. So one of mm-hmm. the things that I was really excited about to have you on is just like an example of what it's like to hold multiple types of relationships Mm -hmm. with one person. And now granted, like you do work in my business around marketing. I do work with you as your coach. So there's no Mm -hmm. therapy happening in our relationship where dual Mm -hmm. relationships would be prohibited. We're over here and like exchanging various types of services and other realms. And so what's so cool about that is that we get to decide what works for us in terms Mm -hmm. of how we're navigating those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it just requires this level of honesty that I think knowing my clients, I think personality wise, you know, we have a lot of the same triggers that kind of come up in business with setting boundaries and, you know, like saying no to people actually, (laughs) you know, that takes a long time. And a lot of my clients I know, and I'm sure a lot of your clients struggle with that. But when you have a kind of relationship like ours, it is so important to be in integrity with what you actually want out of the relationship because you don't like not in a transactional way, but no, to I know be so mean, clear with each other on this is what I can do right now. Like we've even had discussions where, you know, I'll say there is so much going on in like this area of my business. I can't do that exact thing for you for the next few months, you know? And then it's like, great, we'll do something else. Or this is, I don't know. There's just this, like this, this flexibility and honesty that I think is really hard even to find in your personal life sometimes, you know, like this is, it's, for me, it's a very, it's a very rare thing to be able just to be so honest. Cause you almost have no other choice. Cause you're so in like, order for so much respect. Work. Yeah. There's so much respect. You don't want to waste the other person's time. You like value their skills so much for everybody listening. Felicia has changed my business. So Aww. work with Felicia. <laughs> like she has <laughs> saved me so much, so much time just having, yeah, just her wisdom, you know, with me mm. all the time. So yeah, I don't know. That and Christy's helped me so much too. <laughs> and like, <laughs> being able yes. to market my business. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think what you were just saying about like honesty being really important, like being very clear about the exchange, mm-hmm. right? Like what we, what we are willing to provide each other with, what we can joyfully provide each other with and like mm-hmm. what we need from each other for that to feel equitable is so yeah. important. And I think it's also important to say that like, I wouldn't do this with everyone. Mm-hmm. Work exchange. Same. I don't want folks hearing this to be like, oh, like I'll just have multiple relationships <laughs> with like all of my yeah, clients. And get free stuff, quote unquote. Exactly. Yeah. No, it doesn't work like that. You know, um, so for full context, like what Christy and I do is a work exchange. So I am coaching her in exchange for her doing work in my business. You have also purchased things from me before. Like in mm-hmm. January, you're going to be coming to Thailand. What, what? 
(laughs) with me on my retreat, which is going to be amazing. And that's something you paid for. And I can Mm -hmm. imagine there are probably going to be some point in the future where like I'm buying services Mm -hmm. from your company. But -hmm. for the time being, like we also have certain services that we exchange and we're super clear about what those Mm -hmm. expectations are. And we've also set the tone that that if at some point that isn't feeling like the right exchange, that we're going to have a conversation about it. There's no sense of like, just because we've made this decision that we're locked into it forever. The wow. exchange has to keep on feeling equitable. So that just requires, like like you said, to be really honest with each other. And it's not something that you and I would just do with anybody. No. So I don't want people <laughs> listening to this. Like, Christy does work exchanges. Christy, oh, like, perfect. <laughs> I'll just give her therapy. Yeah. She's in Colorado. <laughs> right. Certainly not. But like, this is something that actually arose like super just like organically. Really, really organically. Yeah. It's something I don't seek out because it's almost kind of like doing pro bono work in a way because we're so used to making money in a certain way. Right. And it's like when I'm doing your emails, unless you're a therapist, (laughs) in which case you're super used to working for free. (laughs) Uh, My mistake. I'm not a therapist. Uh, I have not had that experience exactly, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's this, it's this added thing. Like if I didn't have certain things figured out in my business, I would feel very uncomfortable doing a work exchange. Right. Because you wouldn't really know what you were getting into because like, you're like, I don't know how much time or effort this is going to take me, but you're, you are such a well-oiled machine. Your organization is, and that's what we'll probably get into next. Just like yeah. your trajectory as a business owner. But when we decided to make this work exchange, like you're such an expert at what you do that you could like mm-hmm. accurately predict like how much that was going to require for you. And if that yep. felt like a good exchange relative to the coaching that you were going to receive from me. Mm-hmm. The other thing that is, I'm just going to keep on talking about this. So yeah, I promise at some point we'll switch into your business. <laughs> but the other thing that's really important about holding multiple relationships with each other is like, sometimes I am the service provider to you. And sometimes you're the service or like done for you provider to me. Mm -hmm. And we are very clear about when we are in one of those roles versus the other, or one of those dynamics versus the other. And we generally don't mix them. And if we are in one dynamic and then one of us is like, Hey, I wanted to say something about this, then we'll very consciously switch into that decide. First of all, if we want to switch into that other dynamic, Mm -hmm. and then we will, and we won't let the two, like if we're having a coaching call for you during your time with coaching, I'm not going to suddenly switch into, Hey, Christy, I have all these questions about marketing for my business. I'm like, (laughs) no, your coaching call Mm -hmm. for you is when you're getting my attention and I'm acting as your coach. I'm not going Mm -hmm. to cut into that time for Mm -hmm. me to be receiving services from you. Yeah. It's a major, it feels like a shift. It's almost kind of like your musical chairs or something. You're just like moving to the next chair. Like it feels very distinct. And that's really nice because I think all the listeners can agree that as a service provider, you just present differently, especially as therapists, when there's so much of like the blank slate bullshit, whatever, like, you know, it's there and you just kind of hold yourself differently. Um, And it's obviously not that dramatic for a marketing provider, but still there's very much, um, it's not a front, but it's just a way I conduct myself with my clients because I'm a professional. You yeah. know, and we go from the coaching with us and I'm just like, you know, saying whatever, venting, being unprofessional. And then you can just make that switch. And it feels very natural. Like totally. you, feel, you feel it, but it feels very natural. I love that you're saying that because I really, one of the things that I think is also really special about you and I working together is like, you and I can be really vulnerable with each other. You know, like, obviously you're super vulnerable with me. You tell me about the things that like freak you out in your business, like Mm -hmm. the different like problems that you're navigating and like problems in air quotes, because it's, it's not like they're problems. It's like, they're different. (laughs) People can't see me. (laughs) So I'm like, how do I describe this? if People can't see me. It's like, they're not problems in that, like they're bad things, but they're like different challenges that you have to solve for at different points in your business. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you bring those to me, but that doesn't take anything away from the fact that when I'm receiving services from you, I 100% trust you to do such Mm -hmm. a good job at that. I'm not like, oh, but Christy told me this thing the other day when she was feeling insecure and therefore, like, right. You know, and I think vice versa, right? I can come to you and be like, I literally don't know how to do this thing. And you're not like, oh my God, Felicia is the worst business coach. Clearly, she doesn't know anything about business. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so true. It's it's such like a yeah, it's just been honestly a pleasure. I feel like it's one of the most vulnerable relationships in my life in the sense that I just you're just honest because you you just can be and it's like knowing that that's not going to be held against each other because there's such a deep respect that you can, you know, go from one moment of, you know, me sending a box about how this one thing pissed me off or like I don't know what to do about this. The contract said this, this person said this, or just, you know, very normal triggering stuff that I'm sure many of your clients go through to the next day being female marketing professional who knows exactly what she's doing and all that stuff. And I guess I think it's pretty rare to be in a relationship where you don't feel like your errors or whatever are kind of like stacking up against you. If that kind of makes sense, you know how most relationships in our life, like we're all kind of self-protective and we're kind of like tallying, you know, maybe when things went wrong or whatever, but yeah, it's just such a, just such an ease to it. I don't know. Hmm. That's really sweet. I love that. It feels the same way for me too. It's Mm -hmm. like, we can be really honest. Okay. So I'm sure it'll be interesting because like, we're going to continue this relationship and it's going to unfold and change. And it's going to be interesting to see like how it evolves as my business changes, as your Mm -hmm. business is changing, which is like, so, I mean, they're probably both changing in pretty dramatic ways. I would say like, they're changing in dramatic ways differently. Yes. Right. (laughs) For sure. But I would say we're both like massively growing in our Mm -hmm. own arenas. So let's go ahead and like shift into Mm -hmm. you talking about your business and like some of the work that we've been doing together around your business. And maybe it'd be helpful for people to hear a little bit of your story in terms of like Mm -hmm. what was going on before you started therapy SEO. And then we can kind Mm -hmm. of like fast forward to like the time at which we encountered each other and you got started getting business coaching and like what's been changing since then. Yeah. During the coaching for sure. I mean, it's been a whirlwind. I think anyone that started their business pandemic era time, I started my LLC in October, 2019. That's when I, you know, got my little business license. It was like $25, but felt like such a huge deal, you know? Um, But the, the conception for therapy SEO goes back a pretty long time uh, in terms of my career. You know, I'm not, I'm young still. So this wasn't something I've been hatching up for decades or anything, but I was working at an SEO agency and learning so much and coming out of grad school, I don't know why they hired me. I really had no business being there, <laughs> but they hired me, which is great because I learned SEO from a really amazing SEO agency, like some of the best in the world probably. But while I was there, I didn't love working with the clients that I was working with. Um, they were pretty mean and <laughs> I'm a sensitive lady. <laughs> I did not. It just, it was a really, really bad situation mm-hmm. for me personally. Lots of, I'm sure if anyone's had a toxic job, you see the notification. I wouldn't say it was a toxic job. I would say the clients could be very difficult. You know, it's like you get an email notification, your heart kind of like, blah, 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 blah. like I had that kind of relationship with the clients that I was working with. Not all of them some of them. Uh, But it was enough to really turn me off to the idea of having to work with clients that I didn't want to because marketing... I don't think people understand how impactful marketing really is and how much it really kind of moves the world. You know, I think we think it's this kind of isolated thing, but it's the structure behind these huge corporations and nonprofits and politics. Like We don't have to get into that, but you know, the 2016 election would have gone very differently if certain marketing things weren't in place on either side, in whatever countries. Um, yeah. So it just felt it's it's such an impactful thing. And even your clients who are doing marketing too, it just it's kind of cool, like the impact you can have just through marketing. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I was there. And at some point, you know, you have that kind of moment as all business owners do. They're like, I can do this. Why am I doing this for someone else? I can totally do this myself. And I knew I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to like build something and create something and nothing is more fun to create than a business. <laughs> it is a hot The mess, ultimate challenge. The ultimate challenge and, you know, challenge accepted, obviously. And I knew I wanted to work with a specific population. I didn't want to be a generalist in SEO. Which um, is so smart. Everyone who is listening, mm-hmm. this is like something that people, so many of my clients like don't want to do. And this is 
such a huge key to your success is that you mm-hmm. honed in on a particular group of people and you just went after them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. would you, I mean, you rank number one on Google. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Walking it like I talk it. So it's like, if you were just being a generalist for SEO, I think ranking number one would be like a lot harder. Impossible for me okay. personally. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm never going to be, be like SEO services. I'm, I was never going to be in position one for that because I'm competing against the best SEO agencies in the world who've been around for years and years and years. Like their websites, just with how the Google algorithm works, I do not know that there would be a way for me to ever outrank them. But I'm number one for SEO for therapists, getting there for SEO for coaches, you know? So niching is just, for SEO, it is also extremely valuable for anyone who is thinking about SEO. Because Google really likes subject matter experts. That's what it's all about. That's the foundation of all of my services at this point is how do we prove that to Google, right? And there are all these different ways and factors and blah, 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 blah. And again, and if we're you not getting learn, into SEO today. Yeah, exactly. If you want to learn, <laughs> I know it's so it's so hard because it's so easy to go into that. And I'm like, oh, so that's where we're going to have you on again. But yep. for those of you who are listening, obviously, Christy, you can work with her and you can work with her team. Yes. And Christy is also a repeat guest expert in Liberated Business. So yes. if you want some of her wisdom and you want to grow your practice and scale beyond the one-to-one model... Christy is going to be a part of that journey in liberated business. So Mm -hmm. if you're hearing this and you're like, I don't know what any of that means, but it sounds like something I should know. (laughs) You're not alone. (laughs) You're not one. Yeah. You're not alone. And two, there are lots of opportunities to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So you were in this agency, you weren't liking the clientele. It wasn't a good fit for you. Mm -hmm. You were like, okay, I want to work with a specific group. Why am I working in this organization when like, I I think I, you had that entrepreneurial spark where you're like, I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure I could just do this. Yes, exactly. And I remember the exact moment I was working on, it was, it was just like a very particular client, which is, you know, I think therapists have like their kind of difficult clients and marketing people have their kind of difficult clients. And mostly for marketing people, it's the nitpicky people where they're not kind of seeing the larger picture, but they're like, do we have to use that word in that sentence? And like, or we could publish this and start getting new people to your website, you know? So it was like, it was that kind of dynamic, very frustrating. I ended up doing more work for this person, like line by line editing of content that already existed, that I wasn't even a part of writing. It was just like, we're just doing this for him. It was so frustrating. It was way outside of my job description. And in that moment, I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. And again, it's no, it just wasn't a good fit for me personally. So I started the LLC probably like nine months later. I, um, maybe it was even a few months. It's, it's all kind of fuzzy. I feel like pre 2020 is just like, what was going on? I don't know. But anyway, so I really kicked things off February, 2020. And then I had two clients and I was like, oh my gosh, so exciting. And then two weeks later, everything just kind of blew up, but it was fine because I grew exactly at the pace that I wanted to. Um, and eight months later I was full-time. Can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. You said I grew exactly at the pace I wanted to. Did you feel that way at the time it was happening? Mm. Cause I think, you know, something that can happen is like when we get to these moments where we're, where businesses are rocking and rolling, we can look back mm-hmm. and be like, oh, it all just like happened how it, it all was supposed to. Wonderfully. And of course <laughs> that's true. But I think also, you know, if I think back to that time, like that was not actually how I was feeling at that time. There were, mm-hmm. there was like doubt. And so I'm curious, like, were you that serene when you had two clients <laughs> or were you like, is that like, no. okay. So, <laughs> no so sereneness. I think that's important for people to hear, right? Because I think like we get to these moments of success and we're like, it all, it all happened just as it was intended to. <laughs> and then people who aren't in that stage are like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> what am I missing? <laughs> what am I missing? And it's like, no, no, no. Christy freaked out. I freaked out. We freak, we still freak out. We just freak oh out God. less. Probably like today <laughs> or like an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Right. (laughs) And that's why like we have various forms of support in our lives. But anyway, so you started out, you had two clients, which is amazing. And then you said Mm -hmm. eight months later, full time, I was able to quit my job um, because I was doing my full time job, starting therapy SEO on the side. And anyone who's done that life 
knows how brutal it is. I mean, I was waking up early. I was working at night. I don't think I maybe had two weekends that whole time period from February to September where I wasn't working because they were so clear in my mind because my husband was like, please stop working. And I was like, no, (laughs) but twice, two weekends, I said I would. I was just so motivated because it was just, it was so exciting and it felt so right. And I think, you know, being locked up in my apartment, it was kind of nice because I like didn't have anything else going on because everything was canceled. So I would just like, what else are you going to do? Well, I was working my full-time job and I was working my, you know, side gig quote unquote at the time. But I do think that made the transition into full-time a little bit more uncomfortable. And we've talked about this a lot, Felicia, where it's going from this kind of, I was essentially a freelancer. Like I owned a company. It wasn't like a sole proprietorship. It was very much a separate entity, but it felt very much like a freelancer. Um, I was doing it part-time. I have been talked down to before about, you know, just like what I'm doing and people treating me in that way which is frustrating and they don't understand. And, you know, that's not on them really. The life um, of an entrepreneur, especially a woman entrepreneur. Yeah. The the obstacles are there because so much of it is just about stepping into a role that was never meant for you. Like it was not meant for me growing up. <laughs> you know, I was, I was in the, you're a good listener, old soul, the therapist pipeline. Don't know if anyone else was, but I was going to be a therapist and I was going to work at the local mental health hospital and you know, like it was all, it was all planned. It was all laid out for me, but then, you know, like my life blew up and I was just like, this is not the move for me. And it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm so honored to be doing what I'm doing, but it's so uncomfortable to be in this position of power really. And this kind of, you know, we think of like, we always talk about, you know, like Mr. Businessman, (laughs) stocks and bonds, suits, all that kind of stuff. Like I don't resonate with that at all, but then stepping into business, like it's just so different because we have the internet. Everything is accessible to everyone. So it doesn't have to look one way anymore. Um, But it's still, it was a really, really hard transition for sure. Yeah. I mean, just you've described the transformation that happened like in your first eight months of business. Mm -hmm. And I would say like, since we started working together, Mm -hmm. it's been just as dramatic a shift, if not more. And so your pace is like, honestly, one of the fastest I've ever mm-hmm. seen. So we are cost- yeah, I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me to do something. I'm like, done. Finish that book. Done. <laughs> it's so fast y'all. It's, it's, it, it's just so nuts working with Christy, but you're so fast. So we are constantly having to help you mm-hmm. acclimate to like the next level mm-hmm. because you're just getting there so fast. And what I really appreciate about you and coaching you is that you're just willing to do it. You're willing to figure it out. And like Mm -hmm. one of the things that was happening, when would that, I guess, yeah, it was like back leading up to March. Mm -hmm. So like almost a year ago. Yeah. Wow. You were, (laughs) right? And we had already been working together for a while before Mm -hmm. then. So now- I don't even know. Don't ask Yeah. I don't even know either. (laughs) We've been working together for a while now. But like- you were just kind of like in this place where you had achieved so much, but there was still this kind of like, I mean, you you can say how it was, but like, I would imagine there may have been this not really knowing how to fully step into the CEO version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you had clearly proven that you could run a successful business. You had clearly proven that you could generate revenue month after month that you could sell out programs, that you knew what you were doing when it came to marketing, that you could like move quickly on your feet. But in terms of the identity piece, mm-hmm. there was something that felt really tricky about that. I wonder if you'd be yeah. willing to speak to like, if you could think back to that moment, like before you had your like rite of passage, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll talk about in a little we'll, bit. We'll, we'll reveal. <laughs> but like what it was feeling like for you leading up to that. Yeah, that was such an interesting time and I think I think the first thing I want to say is that I always feel like I'm trying to catch up with myself, you know, or it's like I'll have this whole new role or this whole new side of my business and it's like my identity is constantly trying to catch up with all the things I'm doing. Um, which is kind of like an interesting fun place to be, you know, like I love a challenge, but I think well 
it was leading up to growing out the agency side of my business. I was mostly doing one-on-one work, doing a lot of more coaching, consulting type stuff, but I knew I wanted to grow because I wanted to be able to help more people. And it was this scary thing because all of a sudden, you know, I don't like the word boss, but you're the boss all of a sudden. You're responsible for a bunch of people. You legitimately have a company, you know, like in the eyes of the IRS and like all this, you know, scary stuff. So it just, I mean, raging imposter syndrome of who do I think I am? You know, like the way that people talk about business, they make it seem like, Getting benefits is the scariest thing in the world. How are you possibly going to save for retirement? You know, how are you supposed to be in charge of people? What if they're just horribly delinquent? You have to fire them. And there's all this just really kind of fear mongering around stuff that's not even that scary. But you know, we all fall for it. Well, maybe some of you don't, and congratulations. But I did, and it was just very much, you know, I'm this kind of like freelancer type person, business. And I had, it was an absolute must to shift how I thought of myself and my business. It's just, you have to, to grow. And I always thought that mindset, I kind of like heard that when I was getting into the business world, because, you know, I think as a woman, one of the benefits of being a female entrepreneur is mindset is always talked about, but I didn't really know what it meant. And I was like, eh, sounds like you just do the work. You just do the work. And that was like my perspective. I was just so big. You get it done. Yeah, right. You like, you just do it. You do the work and then everything works out. Not true. Mm. Um, So I think actually consciously working on my mindset and really stepping in to the role. And I think that's something that we just hear all the time, but actually doing it and starting to introduce myself to new people. I'm Christy. I'm the founder of a marketing agency. I still, it's like immediately this out of body experience for me still, (laughs) you know, but there was definitely some shifts we had together that I desperately needed because I was strategically pretty good. Like I'm usually good strategically in my business. That's like pretty much never the issue with you. (laughs) (laughs) I got that. I got that down. But it really is just, yeah, it's like the identity always catching up with it. I think that's my biggest um, Yeah, difficulty. that's the edge that we're working on yeah. more often than not. Yeah, I, I think that's so true. So for for folks that, were, that are listening, like one of the things that I kept on encouraging Christy to do was to celebrate her business as like <laughs> a way to integrate all that she had done to help her move through what she was experiencing into this new identity that she was stepping into being mm-hmm. being a boss yep. having a company mm-hmm. um having employees multiple employees being mm-hmm. responsible for people's salaries just all their of their families like their families right all the weight of all of that and like mm-hmm. but also the like what that means which is so cool and so i think there were like maybe a month, maybe even more where we were talking about this and I would be bringing something up and I'm like, Christy, you need to celebrate. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then like, we talked about it again, Christy, you need to celebrate. And finally I I was started being like, would you like some help with celebrating? I could help you celebrate. (laughs) And then finally I was like going to Colorado and I was like, I will be in Colorado. We can do a CEO day. Would you like a CEO day? And you were like, I remember you were nervous about the cost. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Which is kind of, yeah, it's just kind of funny looking back because that purchase, what seemed so, you know, like huge to me at the time, if I didn't do that, I know I I made, I made it back right away, right? Like that's how so this sort of stuff works. You make it back right away because you need that shift. Like, you know, I'm I'm the strategy girl. I will get it done. I'll read the book in a night that kind of thing. But I was holding myself back big time. Right. And I think actually doing the CEO day, I remember it was just so funny. Like it's again, one of those moments, like you'll never forget. I was getting the pedicure that you would arrange for me. And I was just like sitting in this really pretty spa in Boulder, looking out over this mountain and the sun was coming up. And then the woman who's doing my pedicure asked me what I did. And that was the first time I had that out-of-body experience that like, I own a company, I'm the founder of a marketing agency. And it was like, yeah, 
that it was just that moment. And the whole day was just like super nice and fun. And like, we had a great time, but it was, it was the act of doing myself. And I know I wouldn't have had that moment had I not actually, it's really just, it was like a time to integrate. I didn't even know what integration meant. I was like, that sounds like a bullshit word, right? Like all this, this mindset stuff. integration. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, this? bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Get it done. Show me the good grade. You know, like that's me. So I just really didn't believe in any of it, but I was like, I trust Felicia. So I will do this. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. And my husband loved it. He was like probably enjoying it more than I did. He like came with me. Do you mind also sharing how he felt before versus <laughs> like how he felt after hearing that he could come with you? <laughs> he was like, are you sure? I don't know. You're about to make some really big changes. And are the next sure thing I know, he's just like that? in his robe, just like <laughs> eating his breakfast in bed. I'm like, okay, so you like this too. Let's all agree. But I remember when I told you, I'm like, well, you can bring him. I mean, not on our CEO day yeah. log. <laughs> coaching you, but like you can bring him with you to the hotel. And then as yeah. soon as he found that out, he was like, oh, let's do this. Oh, let's go. Yeah. It's like a mini staycation. Boulder's yeah. like half an hour away. And he believes in me so much. So not to say that like his kind of hesitancy about it wasn't about But it's a lot of money to spend on a relatively short period of time. Yeah. And, you know, we do a work exchange, but this was something you actually purchased from me. Yes. And so, like, mm-hmm. you actually had to spend the money. And I also think that that was probably an important part of you getting what you got I needed out to of spend it. the money. I yeah. needed to, you know? And it's just, it's, I mean, I think that's what's interesting about our work exchange. And this time for money thing is just ridiculous, you know? Like, it really just doesn't make any sense at all. Because even when you think about you know, our time exchange is really what we're doing. We're dedicating time to each other. I have helped you make tens of thousands of dollars. You have helped me make tens of thousands of dollars. So it's not like this kind of one-off thing. So even though you have this, this figure for really an overnight and like six hours, it seems kind of like silly to do, but it just, it's so not about the money and me spending the money was also being like, I believe that you are going to make this back tenfold. Exactly. And you just, sometimes you just need to take the leap and it might seem silly because I don't think people really understand this world. You know, it's like, I don't really have many, if any entrepreneur friends, so they don't understand how impactful these kinds of shifts are and really investing in yourself in that way changes so much. But I think if I didn't do stuff like this, if I didn't work with you, um, other coaches I've worked with and stuff, I'd still be like, oh, I'm a freelancer. And and not, not to knock freelancers, love freelancers. I work with them all the time. Fantastic way to run a business. But I just never would have had that moment of ownership and like power, you know? Yeah. Right. You would have stayed in this place that wasn't actually, you would have been in conflict, essentially. You would have been Mm -hmm. trying to run a business, but like not fully owning that identity. And that would have Mm -hmm. been causing problems. Yeah. It's just not an integrity with really what was going on. You know, it's like on a sales call, it would be weird. It would be weird. I like wouldn't be showing up as. And with your team, it would be weird trying to run your team and manage your employees and make and take responsibility for mm-hmm. the responsibilities that you have would yep. be really weird if you were acting like, oh, this is just some little thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like it is, this is so far from being a little thing you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It definitely is now. It's grown um, like crazy within the last year. Yeah. It really has. But yeah, it'd be kind of like walking around in like shoes that were too big for you. Mm-hmm. You know, just like fumbly and people can tell. And, you know, it's just like a weird weird way to spend your time. And I think just as business owners, we do need to be so deeply in alignment with the work that we do and the people that we work with, that we work for, how we run ourselves. So it's like, if you have this kind of like internal identity crisis, it kind of seeps out and it makes things way worse. And again, I'm all before mindset, mindset, you know, like (laughs) didn't buy into it, but I just think it is, it is an investment that not many people in your life will understand. And you just have to be okay with that. 
I've been having this conversation with so many clients lately. We basically had like a whole thing about this in Liberated Business the other day. Um, And yeah, just talking. Well, you have a very supportive spouse. I have a very supportive partner. Mm -hmm. That is perhaps not the norm right now, especially in cis Mm -hmm. hetero relationships, at least not based on like the feedback I get from a lot of my clients. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just having a conversation around like... (laughs) The weirdness that it is to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. like one person was describing like being stressed out and their partner saying something like, oh, well, you're stressed out. Like, are you sure you want to do this? And them just being like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to stop just because I'm stressed out. Like, you're not just going to quit your job because it's stressful one day. Why would I yep. quit my business? You know, and I think mm-hmm. so often, like whether it's our spouses or their family members or friends, like don't get being an entrepreneur. And that's why I think it's so important for us to be in spaces with other entrepreneurs. And mostly you've been doing this work with me where like, I'm an entrepreneur, you are too, I'm your coach. So I'm able to really hold that part of your identity. But you've been saying to me like for so long that you really desire to have a group of people that you're Mm -hmm. connected with. So fortunately you're coming with me to Thailand where you will be in a group and you'll get (laughs) to hang out with all those people. So I'm super excited about that. But that's also the whole reason that I've created masterminds and things like Liberated Mm. Business, because I feel like this is especially true for therapists, where so much of our identity is wrapped around being the practitioner. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole journey to recognize that we're entrepreneurs and to choose to be entrepreneurs and then to get to enjoy the unique journey and like (laughs) weirdness that is being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's certainly a journey. And I think just having a space where if you say like, oh, I had a low money month or two, three of my clients quit this month, you know, your parents are going to be like, are you going to be okay? You know, just you like, should probably quit. Go get a job. You should probably quit. Go get a job. Do you have health insurance? Like, you know, it's just like, I don't need it. I don't need it. You know, it's like, and it's so hard because there are days or times or months or years, who knows, where you don't really trust yourself really, like at the end of the day but you believe in yourself, but like you don't trust that certain things are going to happen, whatever. The last thing you need is someone in your ear who's like projecting all of their insecurities, their fears. Maybe they just didn't do it. I think, I forget, I think it was um, like a program I took from another SEO agency owner. We are the ones who took the risk. We get the benefits of that risk. That's right. Right. It's years of just being like, I believe this is going to work and I'm going to make sacrifices to make it work. But then also having a great time, right? Because it's like, I slept in or I took today off or, oh, I'm working from Thailand. Or I'm going to a candle making class. Going to a candle making class. Two nights. So excited. Going to make a huge part of my personality. It's fine. But yeah, I just think it's, it's just, it's so, it just expedites your personal growth if you let it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's why I'm always talking about the intersection of spiritual practice and entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Like, I believe that if you try to do entrepreneurship without seeing it as an aspect of your spiritual practice, you are going to be, I mean, you're going to be uncomfortable either way, but at least if you are seeing this as a part of your spiritual growth, you will get something out of it. If you are not framing in that way, then you're going to be really uncomfortable and you won't get that benefit. (laughs) You'll be like, why is this so hard? To you. It will. You don't even, it it just like, it it gifts itself to you. And, you know, you talk about this a lot and I'm so excited to buy the anti-racist business book by Trudy LeBron. But, you know, when we think about making a difference, and this is what we were talking about yesterday, a bunch of very esoteric (laughs) conversations, but the impact that you can make. I think in some ways, everyone has a place in society and everyone is making the difference that they are in their little corner of the world. And it's so beautiful, but there is such a calling about being a business owner. And it's such a disruptive thing to do if you run a business, especially in a broken system like the mental health system. If you can figure out a way to do that, that takes care of you takes care of your family, takes care of your future, takes care of your impact community, these, you know, your clients that you have. It is it is such a an honor to like be adjacent to that and like support therapists in that, but yeah, I think if anyone has the calling, I don't think it goes away, you know. 
So if anyone's listening, the calling's there and it's not going to go away. So yeah, this reminds me of like, I have this friend. It was so funny. She was talking. I promise this will like tie in. Um, (laughs) She was talking, me and my partner both ride motorcycles and badass. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And she was like, yeah, motorcycles are cool. Like, we're like, oh, are you into them? Like, do you think you'd want to learn to ride? And she was like, oh, I don't know. But like, you know, but I like motorcycles just like everybody does. Like I imagine, you know, when I get married one day, like this idea of like riding off a motorcycle and like us having pictures with them, you know, just like everyone. And I was like, Hera, <laughs> that's not a No thing. one thinks that. <laughs> no. that I don't even normal. think that. What are you even talking about? <laughs> I think you want a bike. That's like weird. <laughs> and so it's like, in terms of being an entrepreneur, it's like, if you want to do this, that's not normal. Mm. This is a very risky move to make. It is not for the faint of heart. It is, I would, I would never do it differently. I love running my own business. It is a total pain in the ass sometimes. It is like <laughs> the most challenging journey I've ever been on. I am learning so much constantly. And it brings me great joy to be building equity in my own company. Mm. Yeah. Like, when I'm like feeling frustrated or I feel like I'm not getting the results fast enough or things are hard, I ask myself like, okay, but would you rather go get a job somewhere else? And the answer resoundingly for a long time has been no. Yeah. Like this is hard, but would I like to go ask another adult if I can take time off? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. I will yeah. figure this the fuck out because yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'll always pick the challenges of being a business owner versus the challenges of working for someone else, especially like if you've just been doing it long enough, I can't, I'm too bossy. I'll be like, nope, I don't agree. Like this is not the way I would do it. (laughs) Same. I think it's also important to say like that isn't everyone. So this isn't to say that people who want to be entrepreneurs are like somehow better for people who don't like better than people who don't. It's like different people like different things. Christy and I are both bossy. We want to do things (laughs) our way. And like, we're also willing to like, you know, I wasn't earning a lot of money for a while Mm -hmm. and I took out a business loan and I relied Mm -hmm. heavily on a business loan for like a year. Yeah. Not everybody, first of all, not everybody can do that. So I'm going to acknowledge that that's not available to every person. Mm -hmm. And even if they could, not every person is going to want to do that. Yeah. But I was, I would rather have debt Mm -hmm. than go work for somebody else. Yep. And that's just the truth about where I'm at and who I am. Yeah. For people who don't want to do that, like that is totally normal. Mm-hmm. And like that's fine. Yep. There's so many, so many ways. And I this has been one of my biggest lessons. Like Felicia knows this. We talk about this all the time. I am constantly adjusting my business to what I think therapists need and coaches, of course, but therapists in particular are just such a unique population. Um and I've learned that although I picked a niche because I wanted to be an expert in that, that's, you know, I'm a type five Enneagram. If anyone does that, I like to be a master at something. So I wanted to niche and I love the mental health field. I love working with therapists, but no two therapy businesses are the same. You know, like there's, it's very much a model you follow. It's kind of more predictable in that way than someone who's starting like a totally new business and like a pretty new category. But really, I've never met a therapist whose business is identical to someone else's, you know? And I think that is such a reason to get support and like normalizing the struggle. But I mean, especially I think with therapists, so much of it is about reputation building. There is no magic pill for that. It takes time. And that's true for SEO, but also true in any other marketing you do as you make your local connections. Maybe you're building a following on Instagram. It takes time. So yeah, maybe a business loan is the answer for some people because some of that stuff, like I'm all about scrappy starts. That's how I got going. Um, but you know, we're just you just need to stand out, you know, and you need to just really hone your reputation through marketing. And yeah, it just takes time. Yeah. I think there's there's so many options with this. It's like you can be an entrepreneur and you can you know, maybe take more risks where you're like, okay, I want to grow quickly. 
I want to learn things as fast as I possibly can. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to invest in coaching. I'm going to invest in programs. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to like, basically I created liberated business because I didn't initially invest in coaching and programs. Like Mm -hmm. I Googled all the things I hodgepodge stuff together. And like, to be fair, like I did go to like certain talks here and there. Mm -hmm. I took a business planning course at a nonprofit here in San Francisco called the Renaissance Center. They are incredible. I love them. Mm -hmm. But I like really piecemealed things together and managed to create a six-figure therapy practice, private pay, working only three days Mm -hmm. a week, working between the hours of 9.30 and 5 p.m. The whole clients only want to come see you in the evenings is bullshit. They can figure out how to come during the day. (laughs) If people want it, they will figure it out. They will figure it out. And they did. And I was like, oh, I pulled all these things together rather than somebody having to do that again. I'm just going to take everything I've learned and put it into liberated business, right? So Mm -hmm. I chose initially not really to invest a whole lot in my business. That has definitely changed. Now I invest Mm -hmm. very heavily in my business. I have very Mm -hmm. high level support. Like I've had a one-on-one coach for a while. Now I'm in a mastermind. Like I'm in, I have assistants. I work with you. Like I will Mm -hmm. never go back to that piecemealing way. And I think that I love it when people come into my containers when they're really early on in their careers. Like I have Mm -hmm. pre-licensed people in my programs and masterminds. I have someone who's a baller move who is still in school. I have someone who is still in school that just joined my last mastermind. It's education. It's education. Right. And it's like, business school. This person is just going to be so far ahead than I was mm-hmm. when I started my own practice. And I'm like, I didn't necessarily have the funds or the availability to invest like that when I was just getting started. But for folks who can, I'm always so excited to have them in my containers because I'm like, this is all the information I wish I had earlier that I didn't even know I needed. It's the opportunity cost, yeah, right? It's like waiting on having that information. And I talk about this book all the time. I don't know if you've bought it yet. You really need to, but it's Smart Cuts by Shane Snow. And he identifies these different shortcuts, smart cuts you can take to get, you know, find success more quickly. And one of them is mentorship, which is essentially coaching. And I know you alone have saved me so much of just like, the angst and the shame spirals and the confusion and the identity crisis and all that stuff. I just, it was just like jumping over hurdles. So much time. So much time. And like, I mean, I think everyone's concerned about money at the end of the day. We're business owners. It's like the one number one thing we think about. If you get past all this stuff, it just goes faster. And I really think that therapists who are comfortable investing and believing in themselves they're not like so high, strong and worried about this stuff. I think you show up better for your clients in a lot of ways because you have this like trust and ease. And you're also, especially if you're a private pay, it's like you need to believe that what you're investing is totally worth it and going to pay off in the same way that your clients have to believe that, you know, it's like, there is enough for everyone. It's all flowing around, you know? Yeah. I think that's a huge Thing that I've decided in my business, and I think you have too, based on like what I see you doing, is just deciding that it is working and it is going to work. And anything mm-hmm. that is happening in my business, and I mean, I'm going to be totally honest, it doesn't mean that there aren't moments where I doubt this, but for mm-hmm. the most part, I've decided that even when there are moments in my business where it doesn't seem like it's working, where I'm not getting what I want, where I'm not having the results, when my revenue dips, when I have a launch that not as many people are signing up with. Mm-hmm. If a one-on-one client chooses not to continue, right? It's so mm-hmm. easy in those moments to want to freak out and just start questioning everything. Is this really going to work? <laughs> the spiral. <laughs> yeah. Is this really going to I work? I know it well. <laughs> yeah. Like, could I really meet my goals? Could I really have all the things that I want? And I'm getting better and better all the time at being like, or the other thing that I'll do is like, maybe I shouldn't be investing in the things I'm investing in. Maybe I shouldn't have this kind of support. Maybe I should pull back and just do it all on my own again, like I used to do it. And more Mm -hmm. and more, I'm like, no, we are not reevaluating everything. (laughs) (laughs) One down month does not mean the whole thing's like throwing out. Right. And it's like, what kind of business do I want to have ultimately? What kind of life do I want to have ultimately? Do I want to have the Mm -hmm. kind of life and business in which I am deeply supported? no matter what? Or do I want to say, you only get this if you're a grade A student. If you Mm -hmm. ever have a B minus moment, 
you're fucking out of here, you know? Yeah. And I think so many of us have that attitude towards our business. We're like, I will only invest in you if you're already rocking it. And it's like, that is the total opposite of how things generally actually work. Yeah. Yeah. And it just requires this trust and it's so scary. But again, you're the business owner who took the risk and that risk does pay off because I have this with all my clients. And I think everyone listening today, there is going to come a time in your practice where you will not need to market anymore. And when I say that to people, it's like the relief. My eyes just (laughs) popped open. I was like, wait, what? I really don't think so. I think there gets becomes a point where therapists have enough of a reputation. They've done enough work, maybe an SEO or their Instagram following or whatever. They've done speaking events. They're known in the community. They have this connection with this one you know, company, whatever. You will not need to market anymore. Hmm. I don't think. If you have a group practice, kind of different because you just have to like keep up the volume. But I really just think that's kind of how it goes. And then you just have to believe that you're going to be one of those people and like your work will come before you, you know, like, I don't know. I just think those things really do work out. And it does take those years of just trusting, especially something like SEO, where it's this really long-term investment. You don't get it back right away. It really is this kind of same with the CEO day. I handed the money over and it was like, I like when I open, I believe I'm going to make this back. And you're just kind of like, You kind of just have to tell yourself. Yeah. You know, like I'm going, so there's this person called the money, Witch. her name is Jessie Susanna and she's in the Bay area. And I've had the fortune of working with her a couple of different times over the years. And I went to a workshop. She did a Scarlet Sage, like, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, something like that. The Scarlet Sage is like a witch store here in San Francisco. Um, checks out. Yeah, checks out. Of course, Felicia has her pulse to the witchy scene of San Francisco. <laughs> um, and one of the things that she had us do was like there are various rituals, and one of them was having cash and writing "come back to me" times whatever on mm. the bill, and then you know whenever you'd pay for something, and that bill would go out into the world you were basically sending it out with this message, come back to me times five, times 10, times 20, whatever it may Mm -hmm. be. And I'm just thinking about that in our businesses. Like I'm investing in support. I'm investing in coaching. I'm investing in help, like all these different things, Mm -hmm. trusting that this is going to come back to me. Now, things generally don't go well when I'm like within six months or, or else that means this wasn't worth it. Or I messed up or they messed up or this wasn't a good program or this wasn't actually what I needed. It's like, that's when things actually start to feel really bad. Mm -hmm. But if I'm just trusting, like everything is for my good. Like I literally Mm -hmm. can't mess this up. Nothing is wasted. I learn Mm -hmm. from every single thing I do. And it doesn't mean we can't have preferences or we can't say, okay, learn something there. I'm not going to work with that person again. (laughs) Love that. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Or I'm not going to do that type of program again because that's actually not ideal for me. But it's like, but I learned that and that's helpful. So now I have a better idea of what I want. It's like just having that attitude of like everything. Everything is an experiment. Everything. We were just saying that yesterday. Exactly. You can't fail if everything is an experiment. You just change the hypothesis, right? Mm -hmm. You keep on testing things out. It's just all a test. Like if you think you're going to get your business figured out, I mean, I'm still figuring stuff out. You know, it's like, I have a very solid understanding, but I'm constantly tweaking what I offer to make sure it's exactly what I want to give people. Because I learn every time I work with someone, always making these like little micro adjustments, really, really micro. Like I just talked to my uh, SEO strategist. You love the micro adjustments. I love the micro adjustments. It's like, oh, we should really optimize our clients' author bios on their blogs. And it's just like the most specific thing that most people would look over, but like that's how granular that I like to get and what I offer. But I didn't fail because I learned right. something and I tried something. I didn't fail anyone, you know, right. but I was just like, that would be really good to do in the future. Right. And I store it away and I apply it. Also didn't fail in that like, just because you're making a change doesn't mean what you were doing before was like, wrong and you shouldn't have done it. It's just like, oh, I was doing it this way before and now I'm going to try out doing it this way and I'm going to see what happens. Like, Mm -hmm. There are things that I can't think of a specific example right now, but I'm sure there have been things that I've done in certain programs or things I've created where I'm like, I'm going to try this out. And then I'm like, oh, I'm changing that. But it doesn't mean that like the previous version was like a bad version. It just Mm -hmm. means like 
I'm changing. Well, that's the other thing is like, we are always changing our desires. Our needs Mm -hmm. are always changing. So it'd be ridiculous to expect that we're going to create a business. And then we're just going to be like, okay, that's good forever. Good forever. (laughs) Like we're all done. It's like, no, it's going to have to keep on getting updated and that's okay. That's the fun. That's the fun. When it's not frustrating. It's very fun. (laughs) And that's like what we're willing to deal with as entrepreneurs. I think that's, you know, ultimately that is for me, what it means to be an entrepreneur is like, it's worth it. It's worth, Mm. I don't want to be doing something else. Like I don't, I don't want to go work for somebody else. Mm. I want to, if I'm going to put in, cause I know myself, I'm a hard worker Every job I've been at, I've tried to improve. <laughs> I've tried to yeah, improve the, it whatever is existing. Whatever oh, is same. existing, I've always tried to improve it. And like I've done this literally every place I've been. And I'm like, oh, right. I'm all I'm just always going to be doing that. What yeah. better place to do that than in my own business? And build an asset exactly. for yourself rather than an asset for someone else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. This has been so great. Thank you for being here, Christy. This has been so fun to talk about your business. We're going to have you back. I also would love to just hear you, if you're willing to share, just hear you describe what your business is right now. Because we talked about the very beginning Mm -hmm. when you're like, I had two clients to six months later when you were going full-time and quitting your job Mm -hmm. to now, which is like so big. Yeah. Just to give people a sense of like scale and what's possible. Yeah. So and even when we talk about like tweaking offers and stuff, I've completely restructured how I even bill people, how I even run projects. So I was probably going from, yeah, I would say if I could kind of spread it out again, because I'm doing things a bit differently, I was maybe doing like two, three clients a month. And now we can easily do 10 SEO clients a month. And it's a lot of work and we collapse all on into like that little time. But definitely, we're definitely getting up to 10 with additional help. We have like a website department that I'm building. So you can start doing templates, custom design. We have blogging services. I have a whole, you know, database of mental health writers I have at my disposal that took me hours and hours and hours and hours (laughs) to gather and refine. So I have that ready. So I'm very resourced now, which feels great because it's not just me. I'm just the one that organized everything, but there's like a whole team. Can you talk about your team? Because I feel like that would be helpful for people to hear. So like initially when you started this, you were doing it on your own. You would Mm -hmm. contract out some aspects of the work, but it was more or less just you. That's not what's going on anymore. No, no, not at all. Um, I by the time this comes out, I'll have at least two full-time employees. I have one right now. Um, someone who does all of our done for you SEO work. He is amazing, so, so good at SEO. Like it's such a joy to watch him work and do amazing things for our clients. Um, we have a content strategist, so that's someone who's really just a subject matter expert, knows creating content for SEO. Um, she does writing. She also helps me, you know, coordinate all the other writing projects we have going on. She does email marketing as well. Um, looking to get a website person as well. I work with a lot of contractors right now, but that's something I want to bring in-house as well. Cause I do like the ownership and I'm sure many people have heard the advice where it's like, Oh, just hire contractors forever. It's so much cheaper maybe, but I want someone who feels that ownership of the work and the clients and the process and all that kind of stuff. Um, I have an assistant who is absolutely lovely and she just helps me take care of things that would, it's just kind of like another layer of stuff that I really, I could do, but I just like, it's, it's just too much of a mental load. Like I could probably do the work that she does in the same amount of time, but it's just not something that I want to take on. Um, and then, like I said, I have a whole slew of contractors, freelancers that I work with um, whenever I need to fill a gap because always looking for the gaps, always trying to find what exactly does this project need? Who can we bring in to be that person for this client? So yeah, yeah, so much of it is just about like building up a network of trust people that I always feel comfortable bringing into my clients' lives, really, you know, because I, I take that very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So you went from like two clients doing this on the side full time within eight months. Now you have full time employee. You have an Mm -hmm. assistant. You've also 
kind of graduated somebody from Optimize Your Practice into a mentorship role. Oh, yes. I yes. have a lovely community manager who is a alumni of my group coaching program, and she is incredible and she supports me so much. Yes, Ashley too. Ashley's amazing. Sometimes we should do um we should do an episode just on like what we did with Optimize Your Practice and Ashley and that whole journey because that was so like fascinating and rich. Yeah. That was like a <laughs> whole thing. Rich. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being here today and yes. for sharing your journey with everyone. And obviously with me <laughs> getting to be yeah. your coach. <laughs> um, yeah. This has just been such a great time recording with you. Yeah. I, I hope that people enjoy listening. Typically, you know, with podcast interviews, I'm a little bit more uh, less uninhibited, you know, cause I'm, you know, being a professional, but I feel like with you, the the professional <laughs> falls down a little bit. You and I are just having a very like transparent conversation. It's really just this. like we were talking, and you happen to be pressing. Yeah, exactly. Right now, but <laughs> yeah. Anyways, if you're if you're feeling you know this conversation, this old mess, then we'd probably work really well together. So yeah, exactly, exactly. This is a pretty good like peek behind the curtain of what it would be like mm-hmm. to work with either of us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the real deal. The real deal. Awesome. Thank you so much, Christy. Yeah, of course. That's all today for The Bad Therapist Show. Thanks so much for hanging with me. I hope you got some gems that you can start using right away in your own business so that you can break out of good therapist conditioning and build the business that you want. If you've gotten something out of this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with one of your good therapist friends who really needs to hear it. And while you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and or review so that we can change not just our individual businesses, but transform the mental health system that got us here in the first place. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for more private practice and coaching tips. Remember, bad therapists make the best therapists.